0: brilliant light pierced the darkness on that first Christmas night. It wasn't the immense star so bright that intrigued experts of the night sky to follow it. It wasn't even the multitude of angelic messengers with the light so intense, so radiant, it frightened brave shepherds to fall to their knees. No, this light was far greater, more powerful than every star and every sun. This light was a baby. A tiny newborn wrapped in cloth lying in a manger where animals feed. A baby named Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Because Jesus was a gift for each one of us. And he arrived with a purpose, to shine light into all dark places. You see, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. A light that shows us there is no place you can go that can escape God's love. No dark corner where his love cannot find you. A light that has the power to cut through any darkness, to calm the most anxious thoughts, and to fill every heart with unspeakable joy. There is a light that shines brightly in the darkness, and His name is Jesus, Light of the World. Good evening
1: and Merry Christmas. Would you stand with us tonight as we begin to worship by singing together O Holy Night? thank you for sending your son Jesus into this world to be born in a manger in the most humble way possible so that we might receive life. And so tonight, Lord, we come together to worship you, to worship the newborn king, to behold his glory, and to see him move among us. (laughs) Holy Spirit, we welcome you tonight. We welcome you whether you're in the room worshiping with us online. God bless you and thank you for being here with us tonight. Let's continue to worship the Lord.
2: No one else who is worthy
1: of praise. No one else who is worthy of glory and honor. And tonight we bring you all that praise for who you are. For all the names that you represent in our lives. For everything that you do in us and through us. We thank you, God, for who you are today. Consider all of those names and what they mean to us. Hopefully tonight it becomes not just a passage from the ninth chapter of Isaiah where there's a list of names. But maybe we can see in our own lives where God moves on our behalf in one of those ways on a regular basis. Wonderful. Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You don't have to raise your hand in here tonight, but how many of you would say today that at this time of year, I just need some peace? I've done all the stuff. I see what the world expects. I see what other people expect. But God, would you tonight just give me some peace in my heart? Lord, that light that John talked about, that we saw about in the opening video today, that light that came into the world to light our way, to bring peace on earth and goodwill. So tonight, God, we pray that in these moments that we have together, that all the stuff, may all the busyness of the season just go away, even if for just a few minutes while we're together tonight. So maybe that you can speak to us in a new way. That you can touch our hearts and remind us of who you are. And what we really celebrate at Christmas. And that is the beginning of the plan of redemption coming to fruition on that Easter Sunday when you rose from the grave. So tonight, God, move in us, move among us and remind us that you are close. the name of Jesus and everybody said amen amen before you're seated this morning I just want to leave you with this one thing the world shouts at us about what we should do what we should be how we should act but God whispers you know why he whispers because he's close he's not far He's close. He's right here with us tonight. I just want to encourage you with that tonight. You may be seated. Thank you.
3: Good evening, everyone. Good evening. And Merry Christmas also. I haven't. thank you i haven't said good evening in a while welcome and it's nice seeing you all today even though it's 12 degrees outside and according to my weather app apparently it feels negative two degrees but i'm glad you all made it so thank you for joining us if you are new here tonight again welcome so at your table i feel like i'm skipping a step oh no if you're new here that's why i almost forgot the welcome center or it's now called connect central once you leave the sanctuary and go to the left you'll see connect central where you get to see basically what Christ the cornerstone is here and can be introduced to some of the small groups we also have and for those of you online if you are new here you can click the new here button at the top or the bubble that has popped up in the chat now for connect cards so for all of you in person whether you're at your seat or at your table you will see a connect card which we would love to, for you to fill out so we know that you're here today and of course you can write prayer requests because we're always praying for you here and same goes for all of you who are online you can click the connect card button at the top or the bubble that just popped up in the chat. So now I'm finished, and let's check out some of the announcements that are happening.
4: T'was the night before Christmas and so much to do. There's gifts that I know I forgot, but for who? We've come here to worship our newly born king and lift up our voices, his praises to sing. But there are some things that we want you to know, some things I must tell you, and then I will go. Of meetings, events, things you don't want to miss, so let's take a minute and listen to this. While you and your family are celebrating Christmas Day together, please take some time and join us for worship. Sunday will be online only at 7, 9, and 11 a.m. and 7, 9, and 11 p.m. The program is about 30 minutes long and features music from our team and a message from Pastor Roger. You can find our online campus at ctcde.online.church. On Saturday, December 31st at 6 p.m., our Saturday night service at the Bear Campus will be replaced with a watch night service. It will be a time for us to look back at the things that God did in us in 2022 and to anticipate what he will do in 2023. Pastor Vaughan and the Family Care Ministry team will lead this service. Then on Sunday, January 1st, we will have just one service at 9 a.m. at the Bear Campus. Our Ellesmere Campus will meet for worship at 11 a.m. Christ the Cornerstone is part of the United Methodist Church. Our denomination continues to be in turmoil over key theological issues. After prayerful consideration, CTC's lay elders are unanimously proposing that our best path forward is to disaffiliate from the United Methodist Church. To help the congregation discern our future, our district superintendent, Reverend Joe Archie, will lead an informational meeting on January 5th, 2023 at 7 p.m. at the Bayer campus. Then we ask you to meet and review a video of panelists discuss the pros and cons of disaffiliation. That video can be reviewed in Ellesmere on Sunday January 8 at 12:30 p.m. Then we will show it at Bayer on January 10th at 7 p.m. Members of CTC will soon receive a letter detailing these and more events about our discernment process. Please contact any CTC lay elder or your campus office if you have questions. So thank you for coming. We're so glad you're here. It's so much more special when family is near. So please don't forget these announcements you've heard. And if you would like, you can help spread the word that Jesus has come to make everything right. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night.
5: Merry Christmas! I want to invite, I want to invite, and I don't want to, I am going to, and I am inviting all the children who are here to come up. April and I are going to lead us in a a unique telling of the Christmas story. So kids, if you want to come sit up here on the stage and face me, I would love for you to join me. April's going to, so come on up and make yourselves at home. While we're getting ready, good evening. Go ahead and just have a seat right here on the stage and look at me. You're going to look at me. Turn around and look at me. Look at me. Look at me. How beautiful I am. No, You're much lovelier than I am. Okay. Me, 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 me. It's all about me. Where'd your hat go? It's not polite to wear your hat inside, is it? Go ahead. You have a seat right here. Thanks for coming. Okay. I need your help telling this story. So... We have a book titled A Very Noisy Christmas. Come on, Em. No, em, Em's not going to go. She's not going to go. <laughs> get, get brother to help. A Very Noisy Christmas. You're always supposed to tell who it's written by, right? <laughs> Tim Thorne. Tim Thornborough, illustrated by Jennifer Davison, published by the Good Book Company. Now... This book is a bit different from others, and I need your help in telling it. Sometimes, as we read the book, I'm going to ask you to repeat some of the words that I say. And if I say something very loud, I want you to repeat it with me very loud, okay? But then when I go, shh, I want you to go, shh, with me too, because there's something that follows the shh that is very important, and we need to listen to it. So it says here, let's practice. Something amazing has happened. Repeat it. Not bad, but I think he can do better. Shh. Okay, you're catching on. All right, let's start the book. And look, it starts out. Shh. It was a quiet, quiet night on the hillside. The shepherds and the sheep were sleeping, and then suddenly. Ah!
2: An angel! An angel!
5: The shepherds were so, so scared. But wait, the angel was saying something. Shh! Let's listen carefully, the angel said. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. God's rescuer has been born in Bethlehem. He is the king of the whole wide, wonderful world. You'll find the baby wrapped snugly, lying in a manger. And then, suddenly, the King has been born! The
2: King has been born! Glory to God! Glory to God!
5: Peace on earth! Peace on earth! Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of angels were praising God at the top of their voices. And then, suddenly, shh! The angels went back to heaven, and everything was quiet again. The shepherds hurried off to Bethlehem, and they found Jesus in a manger, just like the angel had told them. The shepherds wanted to tell everyone
2: Wake up, everybody! Wake up, everybody!
5: Something amazing has happened! Jesus, the rescuer, Has been born. Has been born. Meanwhile, in the land, in a land far, far away, some wise men were studying special books and watching the stars, and then suddenly,
4: wow,
2: look! Wow, look! What's that? What's that? A new star. A new star. Appeared in the sky.
5: They knew the star, what the star meant, that a special king had been born. And so they packed their bags and went on a long, 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 long trip to see the new king. Shh. And when they arrived, they found Jesus and they gave him special gifts of gold, frankincense, Myrrh. Myrrh. <laughs> Funny gifts, aren't they? Yeah. They bowed down before Him. They knew He was the King of the whole wide, wonderful world. Do you want to know something else special? Jesus is God's Son. Jesus is God's Son. And our Rescuer. And our
2: Rescuer.
5: He is the King of the whole wide, wonderful world. Jesus came with the first Christmas so we can be friends with God forever, ever. Ever. Now, that's something worth singing and shouting about. Jesus is the King! Jesus is the King! Joy to the world! 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 Hooray! Hooray! Thank you, guys, for coming
2: up. I'm doing that. Bye,
5: Bye. (laughs) Thank you, April. (laughs) That was fun. You know, I want to thank Pastor Bill and the praise team for leading us very meaningfully. You know, I know that we often are are, are looking forward to the old traditional songs, um, and those are great, but isn't it nice to see fresh songs, and to hear some things that have been familiar. Jesus has been here all along, and He's still with us, and we can sing all kinds of things. I felt His presence as He was here with us tonight, and I thank the team for leading us in that. I want to re- talk with us a little bit about uh, our what we do here at Christ the Cornerstone and how we do it. We We uh, are here to love God and to love all people so that all people may experience the life-changing love of Jesus Christ. We do that in three different ways. We love, we love God, we love others, we serve, we serve God, we use our talents and our gifts to serve others, and we engage, we engage with one another to help one another grow in our faith and our understanding we pray for one another, but we don't, we're not just inward focused. We're outward focused. And so we engage the world as we serve the world and we offer them Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ, as we live together as brothers and sisters in Christ. I want to encourage you to invite, I invite you to join us in that. And we, we do practice generosity here. We want to create a, an atmosphere of generosity. And I encourage you to give. To us, There's an envelope on your table or on the chair beside you, and I ask you to give generously. And we've got some scriptures that we like to share uh, for, for giving, and uh, uh, let's just remember uh, those scriptures. Have we got one tonight? Yes, great. Let's read this scripture together. And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. I guess that's the end. That's the end of that. Let's pray together as we continue to worship. And if you have an offering to make to God tonight, then uh, you can fill that out envelope out, place it in there, and there are baskets by the doors where you can place uh, those gifts that you have to give. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being with us in the songs. Thank you for being with us in telling the story of Jesus in loud ways and in quiet ways. Thank you for our families and friends who gather. We ask you, Jesus, to continue to be with us as we continue to worship you. Speak to us through song. Especially, God, as we remember the words that you gave to us, come and fill our hearts, that we may be the people that you want us to be in this world that needs so desperately to know of your love, your power, and your peace. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen.
1: Several months ago when we were preparing for the series that we're in on angels, Pastor Roger and I were talking about a number of things about the duties of angels, and the characteristics of angels, and he's brought out so many of those uh, through the series. One, for example, is that angels have free will. And we know that because a third of them left heaven and went with Lucifer in the fall. So it, it, it may be, I, I hope it's not too much of a stretch for us to think that there might be other human-like emotions that angels can experience. And so we're about to sing an original song that talks about what might have happened in that encounter on that night when Gabriel came to deliver the greatest message of all time, that Mary would bear the Son of God.
2: Sat alone
1: in the stillness
2: while just outside her world continued on. Resting, waiting, contemplating, it seemed like she expected I would come. as she sat in silence on her bed.
1: Either I'm off my nut, or he is,
2: or, or you
4: are. <laughs> it isn't me. Well, maybe I left the car up at Martini's. Well, come on, Gabriel. Clarence. Clarence. Clarence.
2: Hey, little fella, you worry me. You know, you you, you,
1: you got some place to sleep? No. You don't. Huh?
2: Well, you—you
3: got any money?
1: No. No wonder you jumped in the river.
3: I jumped in the river to save you so I could get my wings. Uh-oh.
2: Somebody just made it.
3: Made what? Every time you hear
2: a bell rings, it means that some angel's just got his wings.
5: And here we are again. Amen. What a good night. What a good night. Let's hear again. Luke chapter 2. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. Now, this was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Everyone returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census, and because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. So he traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee, and he took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And they were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. You will recognize him by this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, that angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in a manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherds' story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. God has given us His Word for which we give many thanks to Him. Pastor Bill has said, we've been talking throughout this season about angels, learning about what angels do for us, and why are there angels, and who are the angels. And some of the things that we've learned is that we've learned that angels come to bring messages. They announce things to us. Angels also bring warnings. They warn us about things to come, good things and bad things. Angels, God sends angels to guide people, and we've heard stories about that. And angels come to give us instructions. Sometimes in this life it gets a little murky and we can't quite see which way to go. Or how to put things together. If you have a bed from Ikea. (laughs) I never had an angel help me put that thing together. Unless it was my wife. There you go. (laughs) And tonight we come to the thinking about these angels... And the task that they have to guard and to protect. Say that with me. Guard and protect. God sends his angels to guard us. God sends his angels to protect us. And probably if you've been here throughout the Sundays in Advent, you, you can think about the stories that we've read. In each one of them, you can probably see ways in which the angels have guarded And protected those to whom they came. But they they kind of do all these things together. But let's jump ahead. We just heard the story of Jesus' birth. And I want to jump ahead about 30 years (laughs) <laughs> so we're jumping ahead from Jesus' birth, even though we're celebrating that tonight. We're thinking about when Jesus was about 30 years old and He was beginning His adult ministry. He was baptized. Remember that story in the Jordan River? When John was there and put Him down under and Jesus came up and the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus and, and, and they tell us that they saw the Spirit descend on Him like a dove. And then as soon as Jesus received the Holy Spirit, he had this yearning, he had this calling, he had this drive. God sent him out into the wilderness. I think it's very significant that that wilderness experience comes right after that baptism experience. Because Jesus needed that baptism experience, one, to remind him who he was. This is my son, God told him at his baptism, with whom I am well pleased. I hope that you can hear God saying that about you and your life. And as soon as Jesus had that experience, recognizing my heavenly father, I remember my father, every time my father, when I was growing up, fathers didn't say, I love you a whole lot. And maybe that's Something that fathers still don't do. very, But I tried to do that with my children. And I still try to do that. People need to hear that affirmation. I care for you. I love you. You impress me. I had a professor who who would always often in an email send a private email coming back to me when we would be talking together. He would use the phrase admire. I admire you, Roger. How powerful those words are. So I imagine Jesus having this baptism experience. His heavenly Father looking down on Him. Giving Him the Holy Spirit. Saying to Him, Jesus, You are my Son. And I am proud of You. Now go into the wilderness. You're going to need to remember that I am your Father while you're in the wilderness because Satan, the evil one, is going to tempt you. And now... I want us to, there were were three main temptations, and we're just going to jump right to the third one. Satan had taken Jesus to a high pinnacle, to a mountaintop, and he had said to him, If you are the Son of God, remember what God said to Jesus at his baptism, You are my Son. And here Satan is causing him to question his own identity. That's a trick of the devil. In our own lives. You're not who you think you are. You can't do that. God remembers what you've done in the past. God doesn't really forgive you. It's the devil. So the devil said to Jesus, If you are the Son of God, jump off. Don't the Scriptures say for themselves He will order His angels to protect you? Doesn't it say that they will hold you up with their hands so that you won't even hurt your foot on a stone? You see, see the devil just kind of sneering at Jesus, taunting him, because the devil in the previous two temptations, Jesus had, had put down the devil and he had gotten through his temptations by quoting the Scriptures. And now the devil is using those very Scriptures to cause Jesus to question Jesus. His own identity, who he is, and what he's there to do. The devil's sneaky getting in there. Why did the devil use these words? Where did these words come from? These words came from the Old Testament. These words came from Psalm 91. Now, I'd like us to look at Psalm 91 to see the bigger picture. And and I can guarantee you that as Jesus heard those words from the Scriptures, He wasn't just hearing this this false promise as the devil wants Him to think, God surely won't take care of you because you're not who you think you are and you're not who God says you are. But I want us to understand the protection, the guardianship over which God has for each one of us and, and, and think about Mary on that night as Pastor Bill and Debbie just sang. What are the words going through our minds? The angels, what are the words going through our minds as angels? We need God's protection in our lives. We need God to guard us and to guide us and to protect us. And the first words of this psalm are the key. Those who live I want us to, to, to understand this word live not as just a person having a heartbeat and having breath. But let's put the word dwell because you live in your home, right? How many of you live in your home? And in your home, you don't just have a heartbeat. You do everything you need to do to live this life in your home. Your home is where you go to rest. Your home is where you go to to eat. Your home is where you go to do your homework. Your home is where you go when the storm outside is coming and you need a place of protection. You live in your home. You have your life in your home. And God says at the beginning of this psalm, Those who live, dwell in the shelter of the Most High, will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Beautiful beginning. <laughs> this I declare about the Lord. Now this, this is the psalmist writing, but the words of God are coming through him. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust in Him. For or because, why do I trust in Him? Because He will rescue you from every trap. You know what one of my favorite Christmas movies is? Home Alone. Anybody here not seen the movie Home Alone? You got Home Alone. Of course you've got Home Alone. What does Kevin set in Home Alone?
4: Traps.
5: Kevin sets all kinds of traps for the burglars. Harry and Marv. <laughs> so, God, the psalm says, God will rescue you from every trap, He will protect you from every deadly disease. We need to hear this in our world today. He will cover you with His feathers. Remember the movie Home Alone, right? Harry walks into the, and he walks his face right into that piece of plastic that Kevin has smeared with grease and, and, and Harry pulls it off his face. Now he's got that grease all over his face and his shoulders and then he takes a step forward and, and it trips the fan that blows the feathers right at him. That's not what God is talking about here. He's not going to cover us with feathers as if we were a chicken. <laughs> but like a chicken or like any mothering bird, the chicken will go over the eggs. The chicken or the bird will cover with her own feathers the life of her young ones. He will cover you with his feathers, he will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. These things happen every day in our world. That phrase, the disease that stalks in the darkness. We just came through COVID. We're still coming through COVID. You can't see COVID coming at you. It stalks in the darkness. We've got to trust God to help us. Verse 7 says, Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge... If you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. Why? Because He will order His angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Sound familiar? I think we read that in the book of Matthew. And you will trample upon lions, big lions, and cobras. You will crush the fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life. I will give them my salvation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for these promises. We need not fear anything. Jesus trusted these words. Jesus saw the trick of the devil. Jesus saw what he was doing. Let's go back to the beginning of this psalm. If those who dwell in Live in the shelter of the Most High. Those who find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Oops, lost my page. <laughs> it's right there. I'll well, let me say it again because I messed it up. Those who live. In the shadow of the Most High, they will find rest in the Almighty. God sends His angels to protect us. But remember, as I've said this in the past, it's not about the angel. The angel is simply the messenger. The angel is simply the one who brings the thing, brings the word, brings the power, brings the hope. Don't just look at the angel and say, oh, an angel is here. (laughs) Listen to the angel and then act on what the angel brings to you. God will send his angels, his messengers to protect and to guard. We see that in Jesus. We see Jesus trusting that and we can trust that as well. I found this story about this pastor who was young in his work as a minister He was assigned to be a minister in Camden, New Jersey, not far from here. We all know Camden, New Jersey. Not a safe place. He writes this, There was drug dealing and violent crime within sight of our home, and rough rough characters knocked on our door at all hours of the day and night. And that long after we arrived in Camden, I had to attend a week-long church conference out of town. I dreaded leaving my wife and three children alone in our neighborhood. And God, I prayed, take care of my family. And during his first spare moment at the conference, he says, I called home to make sure all was well. My wife assured me that everything was fine and that no one had bothered them. But there's this one thing, she said, you barely had gotten out the door. And this huge black Labrador Retriever ambled up to our front porch and laid down. And he won't leave. I said, don't feed him and don't touch him. He's probably one of our neighbors. He'll go back where he belongs soon enough. The next day I called. The dog still hadn't left the front porch. He never bothers the children or me. My wife said, but they don't let anyone else come to the door, not even the mailman. So at the end of the conference, I returned home to find the big black dog sitting on our front porch. He stood up when I opened the car door, his eyes trained on my every move. And once I reached the steps, I said tentatively, hey boy, (laughs) I got to get in the house be with my family and with that the dog stepped aside and after hugging my wife and kids I asked her what should we do about the dog she said I don't know she said I have to admit I felt completely safe knowing he was out there keeping watch we both looked out onto the porch the dog was gone I went outside walked around the block checking all the front porches no sign of that big retriever. It was as if he had vanished off the face of the earth. Perhaps he had. Those who live in the presence of the Lord. Jesus brings that presence to us because Jesus is the Lord. Jesus is the presence of God the Creator. Jesus, the Bible says, was there when God created it. This we celebrate. This we can trust. This, I'm inviting you to dwell in the house of the Lord, in the shadow, just the shadow. Of the Almighty all your days. Where are you located today? Are you over here outside of the shadow? In the in the in the arrows of the devil? Are you under the shadow of the Almighty? Decide tonight. Move in. As we as we sing, you just have an opportunity to pray. We're going to sing that old traditional song, Silent Night. But don't miss the opportunity that is the invitation to step in to the presence of the Almighty. Simply, how do you do that? Jesus, (laughs) I need you. Jesus, I know I've messed up. I need your help. Jesus, little boy Jesus, just as the children proclaimed tonight, he is the king who brings salvation to all. Joy to the world, Jesus, give me that joy. I invite you to stand with me as we pray and you can get your candles ready, but let's just let's just pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful night. Thank you for this beautiful occasion. Thank you for the beautiful music. Thank you More importantly, God, for the beautiful message that you have proclaimed throughout this entire time together. Thank you for the the friendship that we share together and family, even strangers. Now, there's a roof over our head. But above that roof (laughs) are the wings of the Almighty One. Give us your Holy Spirit, Jesus. Help us to speak honestly to you tonight. If there's any here tonight that simply need to say, Jesus, I know I've been walking outside underneath your wings. I need to come back. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you, Jesus.
1: In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you think about coming to pray tonight, if that's what God is leading you to do. we light our candles tonight and sing Silent Night, I was thinking this afternoon that there are a number of different reasons why people get together and light candles. It might be in mourning for someone who's gone. but Tonight, we don't mourn Jesus because he's gone, because he's very much alive. And another function of meeting together and lighting candles is as we light our candle this is much more effective as people are we're using real if we're using real candles 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 and people are passing light to one another it's just a symbol of the light that John talked about the light of the world that has come into the into our hearts and into our lives so as we sing this song tonight and as we prepare to leave we'll turn these candles off and we'll leave them here But it's a reminder that we have the light inside of us, that we can share with other people. And that's the message of our church, to love God and to love people. So we invite you to come and pray, and we invite you to sing together as we worship. God, in your Son, Jesus. And we thank you for these moments together tonight. And so, Lord, as we turn our candles off and as we leave, Lord, let's remember, help us to remember that the light of the world is alive inside of us. We thank you for the peace that you bring into our lives. Bless our families. Bless our times around tables and exchanging gifts in the next few days. And God, may it be healing, life-giving to to family all over this building tonight. So, God, we thank You and we praise You. Go with us now, we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping with us. Merry Christmas.